You're listening to Fear the Nth Cast. This is season nine, episode seven. <laughs> I'm JD. Scoots! And uh, Jason's not here. He decided to take another week off because he just doesn't like us anymore. No, he had. It's a holiday season and it's prior engagements happen all the time and we can't adjust our recording schedule because we do it online now too. So right. <laughs> we we have an audience that we have to serve. So what's part of the reason that we have three of us so that one of us can miss? Yes, yes. which happens more often than not, all unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately. But one day, <laughs> one day we'll all be together. How are you, man? I am doing fantastic. Nice. Holidays coming. Thanksgiving's here. Right. A big place to go to with a lot of food to eat with my name on it. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, yeah? What is your, your like Thanksgiving tradition? We've never done Thanksgiving together. No, we haven't. And, you know, we don't really have a Thanksgiving tradition. We're in the midst of uh, trying to identify where we belong because of oh. you know family stuff and sure, sure, not sure. having traditions anymore. And so it's like we get invited to other people's homes, and yeah. it's the second year now we're going to go, and it's amazing. Nice, good for so you. So I have to say, I'm actually really excited. You, what do you do? Well, it depends. Like, if we have my boys, we go to my parents' house because um, that's just what we do. We go to my parents' house, and then for Christmas, we'll stay around here, and then it's vice versa. Um, like, because we switch custody each year, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. Thanksgiving to Christmas, Christmas, Thanksgiving, yeah. So this year, we'll be in Dallas, we're growing up there Wednesday, and then uh, cool. stay until Sunday. So, okay. Eat a lot of food, do all that jazz. It'll be fun. It yeah. It'll be fun. So it will be. Yeah. Anything exciting this week? Any news you want to share before we get into this? Um, exciting, exciting. I got a new pair of sunglasses. Is that exciting? That's that's what's exciting now. Yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of how. Oh, um, yeah. That's it. New okay. pair of sunglasses. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't wear sunglasses because I wear normal glasses. So oh. I don't. I don't. I don't know that I've ever worn sunglasses. Really? You you should get the clip-ons. The ones that go on top. I did that one one time and it, it's I never used them even then. Did you really? Yeah, they were designed with like like they were metallic and they just clipped over the front of yeah. your glasses. Yeah, no, I that was like 10 years ago, but uh, I, I want you to get the ones that actually clip on the top and you just flip up. Like it's back not the in 80s. the 90s. It's not uh, the 80s. Is it 80s or 90s? It doesn't matter. It's neither one of those. <laughs> It so matters because that would be really, really, really good. You can have those if you would like no, them. I don't. No, I, don't wear, I don't wear glasses. That's true. You don't. You don't at all. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Okay, so we are in the middle of season nine. This is episode seven called Stradivarius, and there's a lot of questions being asked, and a lot of character movement happening, and not a lot else. So last time we didn't start off with the episode rating. So I wanted to start off with the episode rating this time. And I'm going to let oh, you go first because uh, uh, I'm interested to oh, see. Because I, I have a feeling what your rating is going to be. Oh, okay. And, uh, is this 1 through 10 or is it going back one, to 1 through 10? 1 through 10, 1 through 10 for sure. <laughs> um, so this was tough for me. Was it? Cause, yes, yes. Because these episodes I'm usually like, you know what? One. Three, just terrible, because right. all it was was just talking. And I don't think I'm going to do that. I think I'll give it a six. Okay. A six and a half. Mainly because I, I – mean, we can get into this later, but I like some of the dialogue they're having. I don't like all of the dialogue, mm-hmm. but I like some of it. 
and it's needed because you need to get reinvested into the story because of the time jump. Yeah. You have a character that's completely gone, so that it's needed. Mm-hmm. And I do like the dialogue now in comparison to what it was last season and the season before. Sure. It's completely different. So I can't give it a two or a three big I mean, you could. I could. I could. I, I mean, easily could. It's I've your rating. It it's your opinion. <laughs> and I've, I've done it in the past. Yeah. I'm trying to take a, a new new turn on things or a new thought. Okay. And so, yeah, I'll go six. Okay. I'll go six. Yeah, I think I'm going to give it about a six, too. I didn't really love this episode. Um, I understand that it's in episode seven right before the midseason finale, but I feel like they've done more in the past. And, you know, with the time jump in only three episodes before the break, I feel like you could do more. And, yes. um, you know, we have this new group that they're trying to get us to invest in, and they've shared a little bit about what's going on at Hilltop. But I just feel like. I, I don't know. I feel like they missed on some things, and I wanted more from the episodes. I was a little, a little disappointed, to be honest. It's like the first one this season where I was like, eh, I'd be fine if I never saw that episode again. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, there's many things to discuss, and I'm glad we're doing this tonight because in my mind, there's questions of how you like different areas or what they could have done better or why they even chose to do that. Yeah, I, just, I really did feel like this was a, an unfortunate fluff but needed dialogue to continue going. But right. could have done way more to keep the audience more intrigued. Yeah, I agree. Very much agree. <sighs> okay. So where do you want to start with it? Right at the intro. Okay. Let's with say Rosita. The first 30 seconds. Yes, with Rosita. Yeah. Rosita and running for her life and hearing the whispers and things like that. What did you mm-hmm. think? I love the whispers. Yeah? I, I love the whispers. I mean, when I saw, when I saw that first 30 seconds, I'm like, this is going to be a good episode. Like, I was I was excited. I'm like, this is great. And what I didn't like, though, is I thought I was on a roller coaster. Okay, you didn't like the way it was filmed? No, did not like the way it was filmed. It was all over the place. And it was a, it was poorly done. It looked like a, a really, really poor um, Blair Witch Project movie that I was watching. I was like, this is terrible. But... <laughs> This is I the liked, worst thing ever. <laughs> it was so bad. I was. I really at one point I was like, I'm not. So I closed my eyes. I was like, okay. Um, but I, I loved the beginning because I thought it was setting you up for more of excitement from the whispers, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where it ended. Really, yeah. I like the beginning you? too. Um, uh, and I liked uh, Michael Cudlitz directed this episode, and um, mm-hmm. I think he really understands like The Walking Dead because he was on it for so long and understands the angles and what kind of what people want to see. And I thought the beginning was well done. And I never have a problem with that camera. Um, I think it adds a little bit more tension and makes they're trying to make it feel like you know this is how it would be if you were there, and you know. And mm-hmm. I like that kind of stuff, so it didn't bother me. At all, and I actually, I think the the beginning was one of my favorite parts of the episode because, oh yeah, you know, kind of hitting on the fact that the whisperers or these voices or walkers who were involved in talking and things like that, it was kind of a big deal. So mm-hmm. I liked it, and then I, I felt like after that, the episode kind of went, <laughs> oh, <laughs> kind okay. of went down a little bit, and then just kind of leveled off. Yeah. I mean, it went down quick. I mean, it wasn't just a slope; it was just a drop off. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. I agree. It really was. So, and that's the part too where you, you have all these episodes done in the past. Let's, let's say the past four or five episodes we've done. There's been so much to grab from, and right. here after that first intro, I was just very, 
Yeah, and I mean, like it's kind of like two stories. It's Magnus Group with Michonne, and then Daryl and Carol and Henry is mm-hmm. his name, right? And so, yep. uh, do you want to just talk about one group story, and then, then then the other, and then we can throw in the hilltop with Jesus and all that stuff for what? It, sure, it's where everything is easier because there are spots here sure. that we do need to talk about of how we are. But yeah, which one do you want to start with first? Let's start with the Magna and Michonne's group. Um, okay, just because uh, that that's who I decided. <laughs> Let's do it. You, so, you are the boss. I am. It's true. We've <laughs> we've established this. Yes, we have. So I don't know. Um, how I feel about Michonne here. Um, she seems like a different character and we've established that something's happened. We know that there's some backstory that we're missing. And at this point, it's starting to get a little frustrating. Like what happened? Why are they being this way? What's the security breach? Why can't Michonne go to Hilltop and see Maggie? What's happened between them? You, You know, and I, I want to get that. And I feel like, they're trying to set up a story without us having all of the pieces. You know what I'm saying? They're stringing you along. I mean, it seems as though they're really trying to get you invested in all this. So you have to listen to this to figure out this little piece. And I think with that whole group, and then I could be completely wrong on this. This is just my take. They're using this group to have an impact on someone like Michonne or Sadiq or others as they hear their story to change their narrative of how that character thinks. Right. So the whole thing with Magna and Michonne's group and hearing, I can't remember the guy's name from, uh, fantastic beast. Yeah. I gotta remember his name. Luke. And that's the whole part. Right? I think it's Luke. Yeah. I don't remember some of these people's names cause I'm just not invested in, and in some of their stories are just kind of boring. Well, and I think the walking dead, um, maybe is shooting itself in the foot from the past because normally you meet these groups and you don't care. And they've kind of trained us not to care because mm-hmm. nobody lasts. Like, they don't. They're there to keep the main characters going. Right. And then at the end of the season, they die. Right. And so you never really want to fully invest in a character until they're around two, three seasons. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't, I don't want to get attached to these people because they're just going to die off. They're red shirts. Yeah. You know, that's just why they're here. They're kind of plot devices and maybe they'll stick, but I, I need to see that they're going to stick before I give them the time yeah. of day. Yeah. And I, I also, as, as they were in their groups and, and communicating and, and Michonne is being a different, different character, which yeah. is weird. And I don't like it either. Um, she's trying to be really hard and mm-hmm. it's just, it's just odd. Um, but then you have, I can't remember her name. Is it Magna? Is that the one with the bow and arrow? Okay, no, okay, Magna's the one with the chest tattoo. Yes, okay, so it must be Yukuma, whatever her name is. Whatever her name is, yeah. Yeah. Um, she's like the Daryl of the group. And then you have the, you have Luke, who's like the Eugene of the group. Yeah. And they're different, different ways. And it's like, ah, I get it because you had the whole, as they're going through and they had the night at which she karate chopped with her samurai sword. Stradivarius and gets yeah. into the whole point of Neanderthals. Yeah, yeah we need to talk about that in a minute because there's a yes. lot of deep questions that we a lot that we should yeah. get to. And that yes. was that was my other favorite part of this episode. But I like the fact that you know that they're using slingshots. What did you think about that? Oh yeah, I had, yes, that was in my when I was watching the episode, and I'm like, okay, write that down. Do you think? A stone? What were they using? Were they marbles? I mean, was it stones? Because they were piercing those brains like, like butter. Well, you know how those slingshots are. Did you ever have a slingshot like that when I you were a kid? Yeah. I think I had the exact same one. Dude, those black. things, if you put the wrong 
like rock or something in there, that would rip. I mean, that would break yeah. skin for sure. What would it break skull? It, it might. Like the walkers are, you know, they're kind of deteriorating in their muscle yeah, structure sure. and their bone structure is not what it was. That's so I, it was cool to see it like as a different weapon. And I think the first one from that up close, I think probably could have gone through, you know. Yeah. Long distance range. I mean, I liked that part I did like. Yeah. Yeah, I like seeing that. I like seeing the bone arrow, just of how you know she was looking at how to take out an entire uh, roof rather than killing one at a time. Right. Oh, I did enjoy that. Right. But I wasn't invested in the group. Whenever they saw her, their friend, I'm thinking, oh, okay, you're you're getting us to have that emotional part. I get it, but I just didn't. Meh. Okay, so let's talk about the Stradivarius. So Luke has been collecting instruments and tr- carrying them with him this whole time, and he's under the belief that you know music is what separates you know Homo sapiens from the Neanderthals because mm-hmm. you know they were able to sit there and tell stories and they built upon their past, and then that's what you know the Neanderthals died off and human beings you know are there now. Mm-hmm. So. When, what do you think? Like, that's a, that's a deep question. Like, is art and music and history, are those things worth preserving when you're trying to build a new society, or are they not? I think it's just the basic question that you'd ask. Yeah, I would say yes. I would say yes, they're worth preserving, because that is what your that's what your past is. That's you're able to remember the people by. I mean, you put a lot of tributation in, attribute a lot to music, mm-hmm. or at least to art, um, especially when it comes to family or feelings, especially feelings. Yeah. Um, and I liked this part because it did have an impact on Michonne, and I liked how they were comparing it to saying we need people. Like that is how we survive as a group. Is sure. we cling together. Um, they're not lone wolves. And so I, I, I really did like that part of the show. Okay, but do you, do you agree? Like, if, would that be what you'd grab? Like, once you reach a certain point of survival, or they hadn't even reached a certain point of survival. They were still running and hiding and fleeing all the time and having okay. to carry all this stuff with them. Like, is that a famous no. musical instrument from Stradivarius? Nope. Like, nope. Like, not a chance. Or I can use it for something else or that would defend or for food or something. No, I definitely would I mean, because at that, at that point, like, if none of them know how to play, it's kind of yeah. like it's just expensive firewood. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. To me, in this environment right now, everything has to be used for a resource of some kind. Yeah. So I'm not picking up or wasting space for something that would sit on a shelf. Right. And, like... I was thinking about this a lot today and I think if the whole world hadn't ended and like maybe just one country was getting destroyed and you could go in and you could save some things and then preserve them for humankind that still exists in a certain area like they did in the past, I think maybe it makes sense. But like nothing is the same. Kids born today are they have no need to learn about, you know, computers and all the stuff that we do. It's, it just seemed unnecessary. And I get his point, and I think preserving the human tradition and music and things like that are a, are a noble thing. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think that those things are really going to get destroyed by the walkers. You know, the, I, like, don't, 
I don't think so either. I mean, that's not, they're, not gonna, they're not going to be destroyed. They're not going to be sought after. They're not looking for it. Yeah, that kind of stuff isn't high on their list. And maybe that's not the point. Maybe that was just more of a like a, a symbol. Like, okay, this Stradivarius is a symbol for art, symbol for music, yeah. symbol for what separates us from these walkers. You know, like we're able to create music and tell story and, and understand art and make beautiful things, <laughs> which is true, but... I don't know that they've reached the point where that should be a priority. And like Georgie with her records yeah. and things like that. You know, I, maybe that's more practical than a musical instrument because you're at least preserving people who actually were skilled at this kind of stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It, it was a deep question. And I'm, it's one that The Walking Dead hadn't brought up before as to not, you know, if art and music are really worth preserving at this point because you're building yeah. a future and now maybe you're at a point where the future is viable. I don't know. So do you think, though, do you think at that time, though, he was actually saying that this needs to be preserved because of the importance of what it is? Or do you think it was to be preserved because it is a reminder that we need to, we, we need to use this to gather around, let's say, a campfire, as he said? To come together as one, mm-hmm. so that we are separate from the water. It's, it's more of a symbol rather than it's an actual need. Yeah, I don't know. I think if it wasn't a Stradivarius, it would be different because I mean, you know, those are the best violins ever made. I mean, well, there's some mm-hmm. debate: Gornary, Cremona. You know, I'm a nerd, but uh, you are because I all I know is I use those Stradivarius. I just use a violin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they were all built in the same time in the same area of Italy by three or four luthiers, but. I have a music history major. You're welcome. Oh, so uh, <laughs> we're gonna stop there. Otherwise, it's just gonna derail. <laughs> no, I have a vast knowledge of so many things. <laughs> that's like the use. That's like the useless knowledge. <laughs> There's nothing useless about that. See, no? I'm proving Luke's point. You know, I, I could oh. tell my children if I had survived about you know Stradivarian. In reality, I highly doubt Luke would have lasted this long. <laughs> well, I mean, he kind of proved it later. Like when they're running yes. from the walkers, he like opened two doors. Like, Haha, I'm safe now, but I didn't see this one behind me. Yes, you know, there's no way he lasted that long. No, he, he got with the good people. Uh, I don't know. I think it's it's a little bit of both. Like if he if he could have just if he was just carrying like his own personal violin because he was a musician and was skilled at it. I think that would be maybe a deeper meaning than just preserving this beautiful instrument that I don't even know how to play. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Or like if they went to New York and got the Gutenberg Bible out of the New York Public Library, you know, that that's along the same way. You know, the first book that was ever printed, that's a big deal too. You know, like we've got to preserve this. You know, I mm-hmm. think it's right up there at the same kind of level. So I don't know. Yeah. But, and, but it was definitely a deep question that – I hadn't thought about watching the show before. So I appreciated that. Yeah. I, I, I liked, I, I did, I did appreciate that, but I also really liked how they were using that as an example to pull the, you know, the, the uh, communities together. Yeah. Because in reality, that's really what you, you're either becoming a Neanderthal at which you will become extinct mm-hmm. or you will work together. Uh, even with all the differences and the different minds that you have, and you'll restore some type of a civilization. Yeah. And one, you know, if Michonne goes in the Neanderthal Neanderthal route, then it's not going to last. Right. And sorry to Michonne one. So I mean, I really like that part. Yeah, I think it's fair. I think that's fair. So they get attacked by a herd, which happened to be the same herd that overran their camp earlier. Mm-hmm. And Michonne's like, okay, yeah, these people need to have their weapons back, and they prove that. 
like we talked about with the slingshots, that some of them can fight and some of them can't. Uh, yep. But they see their buddy uh, in his ugly ass shirt. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> I thought it was funny. Did you like? I mean, this part when they saw they saw his buddy, they saw their buddy. I mean, did this was this anything for you, or just like no. all right, it's another walker? No, it wasn't anything for me because we've seen uh, it for everybody. I mean, that's all the way back to season one with Andrea and her sister. You know, seeing yeah. loved ones turn into walker and you having to put them down. That's just at this point, maybe it's lost its novelty. <laughs> yeah, and I didn't know if they were really trying to get back to where you can bond to that group. You're trying to build more of that emotional tie to the group. For me, I was just like, eh, you're going to turn into one of those two, so whatever. Right. Everybody does eventually. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. Some sooner than others. Yeah, it's true. So they escape, get on their horses and in their wagon, and they get away. And yes. We'll, we'll kind of leave the group there for now, and let's talk about Daryl and Carol and okay. Henry. Good. So Carol basically – Daryl's excited to see her, and he's like, "Okay, why are you really here, though?" He sees through mm-hmm. her bullshit, and she admits it. You, like, I want you to go, yeah, watch over Henry. And do you think it was more for Henry or more for Daryl that she's doing this? Whoa, that's a great question. I think it's more for Daryl. I think it's way more for Daryl because yeah. I think he can be he can be that guy that's out there forever and goodbye. Yeah, and he, he likes it. You know, it's quiet. Yeah. I don't have to deal with other people. He's got ready food sources because he's skilled at hunting and trapping. And mm-hmm. he's got a friend now in the dog. So I know dog, which was awesome. Well, why you don't need to give the dog a name. Dog is fine. That's uh, a Daryl name for yeah. a dog. It, I mean, felt, it really is. It felt very fallout, very fallout <laughs> to me. Um, so, Wait, so what do you think? Do you think it was for Daryl or do you think it was for him? I think it was for Daryl, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah. And I liked – we kind of figured out like Daryl is still looking for Rick. Like everybody else yeah. kind of gave – Michonne didn't give up looking for Rick. But uh, Daryl is like was actively looking for Rick for a long, long time and got to the point where he just never went back because you know they never found the body. Mm-hmm. Which I uh, liked that part. I'm glad too. they went there. I really am. I mean, because uh, Michonne feels that he's alive, and I think Daryl really doesn't believe that Rick is going to go out like that. Mm-hmm. So he's like, "I got to find him," and I'm still looking. And now that I'm out here, you know, I don't need any of you people, and I don't know that I want to be around any of you people because Rick's not there, mm-hmm. holding it all together. And Rick's absence, I think, is starting to really be felt. And I think maybe that's the point they're trying to make with all this. Yeah, but we'll get we'll get back to that. Yeah. So. Um, I like Daryl cooking dinner for him, like a snake and a rabbit. I know. <laughs> That's so great, though. I mean, I love that part when he, he boom, shot the snake right at the tree. Yeah. He's skinning it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I cut the head off, put the head in his pocket, and like, all right, where's it as a necklace? I'm like, yeah, what's it's, up, guys? Yeah. You don't care. You didn't give a shit. It's so awesome. Yeah, it is awesome. <laughs> it so cracks great. me up. So, and then Carol gives him a haircut, and I don't. The on-screen chemistry between Daryl and Carol, I think, is always real apparent. Yes. And I don't know why. And I've always tried to figure it out. Because, like, even with Carol and Ezekiel, who she supposedly loves mm-hmm. and is married to, it's not the same as Carol and Daryl. It's just not. To me, I could be wrong, but it's almost like he looks at Carol like a mom. Yeah, I don't think so. I think we've no? had this discussion. No, I don't. Th- I think it's. 
I don't think it's a mother son relationship. I think it's a, I think it's an equals relationship. Like they've both been broken and been through so much and came from such terrible situations before and they're fighters and survivors and they've come out on the other side. And I think they kind of view each other not, I don't, I think it's a more romantic way than father. I mean, mother, daughter, mother, son. I don't know if it's romantic. I think it's more of support. Which you mean, intimate, intimate. Then. Yeah. Okay. Intimate. All right. But, intimate I don't, would be fair. but I don't think his mother, son, or, you know, I don't think either one of them is looking for, you know, a parental figure. I think it's a, a mutual yeah. support. And, and maybe I said that wrong because when they were, I mean, this is going to the very end, but when he was like, Hey, I'm going to go out and look, he kind of looked over at Carol and she's like, yeah, go ahead and go like giving her permission for him to do this. And Daryl doesn't need any care less about anybody's permission for anybody, but he does care about Carol's. Well, I mean, he came there to watch over Henry. And yeah, so yeah. he's like, hey, I know we just got here and I'm supposed to do this, but I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm going to go she's right, like, right, she's like, right go away. And so, I mean, the Henry interactions with Daryl, uh, I don't know how I feel about Henry yet. He's better than some of the other kids we've had on the show, but not much. Oh, you know, he still okay. charges headlong into situations that he's not prepared for. He still doesn't listen. Sure, he saved yeah. Daryl, but last time he charged into a situation, you know, he mm-hmm. he ended up losing all their stuff. So, what did you think about that scene where he saved Daryl? I thought Daryl was fine. I mean, yeah. I think Daryl would have found a way to. But not. do you do you think that was set up by Carol? No, you don't think so because he even said dogs never gotten into a trap. I hope that. Carol wouldn't do that to the dog. I mean, come on. Oh, come on. I wouldn't doubt. I wouldn't doubt it at all. Are you kidding what me? What did the dog do? She just lit like 10 people on fire with the dog. But it's a dog. It's Daryl's dog. It's, it's different. Uh, it, Daryl's dog. No. I mean, she may have. It's entirely possible. Um, it, it did seem a little convenient that the dog that had never got trapped before was suddenly in two nooses. And she was already there with the bow and arrow ready to, yeah, ready no, to help out if she needed. Yeah, no, I get that. <laughs> I, I would hope that that's not what happened. But, I mean, she's trying to set up a situation. She seemed very pleased with the outcome, you know. And Well, that's my point. I mean, don't you – I just feel that it was really set up. Oh, it's like possible. She set that up. It's totally possible. Perfect at the end. She's like, oh, I went exactly the way I wanted to. Yeah. And I'm such a good planner. And now they're best friends. I don't know. I maybe he. I don't know what he sees in Henry, or maybe he is like a realization that he shouldn't be out there on his own. I don't know. Could be. I, I think it was more that than hey, Henry. Henry's really a valuable <laughs> asset. I'm no, glad, there's no way. I'm glad that he's around. That doesn't seem like Daryl <laughs> at all. No way. Yeah, there's no way. I like when he tried to talk. He tried to talk to Daryl. Uh, Daryl's like, dog, food's cold. Yeah. <laughs> Just completely ignored him. Yeah. But okay. Yeah. Another question before we get into the yep. hilltop. Daryl has the same X on his back that Michonne does. Yes. Exact same, exact same spot. Yeah. And that seems that seems tied to whatever happened between Rick disappearing and now. Yes. And maybe they're gonna reveal who all has it and why. Mm-hmm. Um Yes. But I don't know. Like even from the comics and things like that, I can't That's think. What I of, ask you. I can't think of anything that would have done that. Like nothing. No, not not at this point in the story. Not not up to the whisperers in the comics. I can't think uh-huh. of any reason that we wouldn't have seen in the show as to why they would have those marks on their body. So, 
So as someone like yourself, like someone like me, yeah. I know there's a comics there. So I see the X, I'm thinking, okay, you know, this might have something to do with the comics. You, you know the comics, mm-hmm. and you're saying that has nothing to do with the comics. Right. Do you like how they put things like this in that have nothing to do with the comics? Sometimes. Would, they wouldn't. I mean, sometimes I do. I mean, I don't think that they need to be a slave to the original source material. And I think the times where they've deviated from it, I think they've done okay. Sometimes they've done terrible. But I mean, like, I don't think they need to be slaves to that because I I firmly believe TV is a different medium and Mm -hmm. they're telling their own story. And I applaud them for trying to tell their own story. And I would love for them to do that more because, you know, it's, it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for them to do something different and I'm fine yeah. with it. Like sure. Some of the iconic scenes from the comics I love to see, but I mean, tell your own story. That's, I mean, they're giving you creative license to do what you want, do what you want. Okay. All right. So I'm interested to see what those marks are for. And I really, which is what I said at the beginning of the episode where it's kind of frustrating. Like, you know, yeah. I, I, I don't feel like I don't have the whole story and I know that can sometimes be a good plot device and a good mm-hmm. way to tell a story, but I, I don't know if it, and, and I was thinking about this today I, with the way that the seasons have gone recently, I'm not sure how much trust I have in the walking no. dead, you know, <laughs> to, to, to tell me the story and give me the whole thing, or if they're just going to give me bits and pieces and string me along, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. I very much agree. I, I'm also to the point of watching this episode and wanting more of the need of what's happened in this time jump. And they give you very little, but they talk about random things of which you know doesn't matter. Yeah. And you have more Tara involved with more lines than she needs. No, Tara need I needed more Tara. Oh, no. I needed more Tara. <laughs> more cowbell. Right. More Tara. And I mean and I know some people are going to listen and be like, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Like you're saying that they're doing a good job and you trust them. And, and, but and now they're not giving you the story that you want. And, you know, it, and I get that. And it's, and it's hard to really kind of make it coexist in my mind, but I'm just like, a lot of people were worried about the time jump being a problem. And I can, I'm starting to see how it could be because yes. like, we we didn't get any of Rick warning. We just got little pieces of it right now with Daryl saying, mm-hmm. I'm still looking for him. And little pieces of Michelle and saying, I've never given up, right? Yep. And then we know something major happened that shattered the communities and they don't even talk to each other anymore. But I kind of would have liked to see that happen, you know, and not yes. see the aftermath. I don't know. I don't know. So see, I'm, I agree. Would you like a flashback? Like, so if they still did it, but they just went back and did a flashback, like a whole flashback episode. Maybe, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm I'm a big firm believer in once the season is done, I can judge it as a whole. And so, um, and which is why I didn't give this episode lower. Like, because if I didn't believe I would have given this episode like a two, I'd have been like, what are we doing? You're wasting time. That's why I didn't go lower. I'm I'm growing. So I would like to see, I mean, I'm hoping that we get something in the mid season finale next week. Because yeah. it's it's like they're trying to like do they set up the whispers or they tell us what happened you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. and I feel like there's enough in both stories where they could do a whole season so yep. like I hope they don't rush them both I hope they do them both well I don't either do you have any speculation at all the X's might be no I don't I mean it looks it looks like a brand I it looks like they were marking people and I don't know if that's whoever 
Jadis went with, coming back and finding people and marking them, or if they ran into the wrong group. I don't know. I, I really don't. I'm I'm assuming they're it's not like they accidentally fell on the same thing, you know? No. Like, oh, <laughs> whoops. <laughs> yeah. So I'm no, assuming I... that they ran into a group or one of the other communities they ran afoul of and, you know, mm-hmm. things things went bad, but I don't know. Yep. What about you? Okay. Do you have any guesses, speculation? Yeah, I, I was thinking torture. Torture? I, I wasn't even thinking brand. I mean, brand could be more than the line of what I was thinking of torture. Yeah. Because you got into a group at which they weren't supposed to get into. Yeah, and you know they they marked them in a sense of torture to say this is who you are, and if I ever see you, then right. group you're in, um, or other people to say this you are not like you're not a part of the hilltop. Yeah, you are a part of Alexandria, and so you have the X for Alexandria. Yeah, and that's your team, that's your group. You stay over there, you don't come over here. Yeah, and they mark you for that. Um, I hope it's not that because that'd be kind of lame. That would be lame. Um, but yeah, that's that's what I was thinking. Interesting. Interesting. Mm. All right. So now let's talk about the Hilltop. Yes. Your favorite character yes. is there. Oh. You love her. You and Jason both love her. And I know that you say that you don't, but we all know how you truly feel. These are lies. <laughs> so Jesus is in charge. <laughs> and we find out that Maggie's been gone for a while. Mm-hmm. A long while. Um, she went with, with Georgie. Went with Georgie. She's building a new community with Georgie. Mm-hmm. So that means Georgie is part of a community that helps other communities build, kind of like the Hilltop. And this is the first we've seen of Hilltop since the time jump, and they are in a good situation. They've got big fields. The blacksmith mm-hmm. is working. Like and They've got Enid in the infirmary asking for more space for herbs. Tara is certainly making sure everything runs well because she's great at that. And mm-hmm. uh, Jesus seems like a reluctant leader, something he doesn't want to do, and he just agreed to do it for Maggie, which I don't understand. You don't? Well, I mean, why why take the job? I don't like, think he had a choice. Sure he did. I mean, people, I mean, it was an election. Yeah. If but, he didn't I mean, run, someone else would have run, ran, right? But he even said no one is, it's not, it's not a, uh, you don't win if no one else runs against you. I know. So and, maybe if he didn't run, Tara would have ran, and she would have yeah. been in charge. But you also know from the conversation that Maggie wanted Jesus to take care of this. And Jesus is not someone to not honor the wishes of Maggie. Yeah, but Jesus so, is also not someone who's going to stay and run things. I mean, he's always was their hunter-gatherer and a scavenger, yeah. finding other people. Like, that was never his role. He was, he was kind of like Daryl, but in a different – similar to Daryl. You know, he was kind yeah. of a lone wolf and like, hey, I'm not here to live and work and – run things i'm mm-hmm. here to go scout and find things and bring it back you know yeah yeah i mean you can tell that now from the very end I mean, you want to take off which i did not like because it almost like sets tara up to lead I know, top. which and, is great uh, which is great oh, it's, it's gonna be great worry. it's a huge worry she, i hope she gets ran down by walkers so whispers just crash and you know, destroy the hilltop um but so going through all that, and I'm skipping up a little bit. So tell me if you want to wait to answer this question. Mm-hmm. How do you like how they're handled Maggie leaving? Like, obviously, you can't have two big, excuse me, two big stars leave at the same time and overshadow Rick. Right. But how do you feel with the departure of Maggie and kind of leaving her off as a time jump? And she's kind of still there and, you know, she's not coming back. I don't know. I mean, I hope we see her again. Um, honestly, I do, but I'm not sure that we're going to, um, 
I, I'm not sure what her her role is going to be going forward because I think it's more of what happened in the time jump as to more information that we just don't know. And I would yeah. like to see it. So I, w- I want to see Maggie come back. I would like to see a little bit of interaction with her, but I'm just not sure as to wh- how they're going to work that. So, but I, yeah. I want to see it. I would like to see more Maggie and I'm a little sad that she's gone and just a lot of questions about where she is and what she's doing. Mm-hmm. No, I definitely, I, I agree. I agree. I just, I hope she does come back and I hope we're able to see a lot of that. I mean, cause that was just a part of the, she's the main part of the show just as much as Rick was. Absolutely. And she and definitely turned into that. Yeah. Not to have a sign off or anything like that. I just thought it was mishandled. I agree. I definitely um, agree. Okay, so Jesus goes out and he runs into Aaron, and not just runs into Aaron, like like it's they've been doing this for a while, a long while. Yeah. So, I, what did you think about that? What do you think about their relationship? I like it. I really do. I mean, to me, it's. I think they've had a relationship for quite some time. Sure. I think if Daryl would have been there, it'd been the same thing. I think Daryl would have been involved just as much. Sure. Um, and Jesus is always the one that wants to unite communities to begin with. Aaron is always of that mindset as well. Um, yes. So I think it was a, a perfect match. And I, I, for me, I enjoy Aaron and Jesus as characters of The Walking Dead. Right. So to see them taking more of a leadership role to move forward with this, to find Eugene, and for Jesus to lead in the hilltop, I liked it. I was excited to see more of them. I'd rather have more of them than of the new group. So that was good. What about sure. you? I mean, I think this is also part of the comics because in the comics, they kind of have a relationship, the two of them, oh. Jesus oh. and Aaron. So um, um, I don't know if that's what this is kind of leading into because like, they're in different communities, which are currently not speaking. So I don't know, yeah. maybe this will be something to galvanize the community together, but I like the fact that they're keeping communication open and um, talking to each other and really trying to build those bridges. And I think that's something a leader would do, uh, that Jesus would do for sure, would uh, you know try to build those bridges. Because like you said, he's all about community and togetherness and building, mm-hmm. building people yeah. together. And he's a big proponent of the fair that Ezekiel is trying yes. to throw. So I think that's a, a good thing. Mm-hmm. I think and it's definitely a good thing. When they were hanging out and that flare went off, yes, I mean, they got to that flare location fast. Well, I mean, I don't think that they're that far away from each no. other. You know what I'm saying? I don't think the communities are like 50 miles away from each other. I think they're all within like a 10-mile, 15-mile radius, which I know is a it's not a quick ride by horse, but you could do it in a day, but like walking, I don't know that you could do that in a day, you know? So I think they're all close, but I could be wrong on their actual. Yeah. I just saw that flare go up and they made it back. They made it there the same day without any, without any, without any daytime blues lost or anything like that. So I thought that was pretty quick. Right. So I agree. I agree. I would rather, I would rather find Eugene rather than finding Rosita. I know. Well, the Eugene Rosita did the right thing, leaving Eugene <laughs> at that point. She's like, someone's got to get back and tell because yeah. I'm in no position to to help right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it, it's a good thing. And then I, the, all the right people are there to go find him. You know, Jesus right. and Daryl and Aaron and Michonne showing up with her group. You know, those are the people that you kind of want looking for you. 
um, in this world. They're true, true. So we, we didn't, we skipped over one part yet because we haven't gone back to uh, Magna and Luke's group. Yeah. We're going to revisit that now. Go for it. And they're in the carriage. Okay. So as I, I really liked this part mm-hmm. because I like to see turmoil because Michonne is just not the character I think she is. Or she, she's, she's doing it. She just doesn't, ah, she's not right. So there is an inner circle taking place right now within Hilltop within Alexandria. And you can tell right then and there about how they know what's going on with Maggie. They're, they're having conversations behind Michonne's back. She is the, what was, what was her part of the council? Like safety or something? She's head of security. Head of security. Yeah. But yet she doesn't know everything that's going on. Right. I really like that. Yeah. Like, what? what is Rosita not doing here? Why is Eugene also not here? What is happening? This is not yes. okay. And like, why was I not told? Yes. And so that's, so you have that part where she's communicating to uh, Magnus and that group. And like, I get sharing the guilt of your family. Yeah. And having that guilt on you and you're carrying that. And then she communicates with Sadiq and that's when you know, people from the hilltop come up or whatever and talk about Rosita. At that point, she's already going to go back to Alexandria. Mm-hmm. She mentioned to him she can't go in. We'll, hopefully, we'll find. Obviously, we will find out later why she can't. What happened with Maggie? But do you think she went with Sadiq and the team because she doesn't know what's going on with Rosita and why Rosita was out to begin with, or do you think she went to help with Sadiq and she her mind is starting to be changed? by this group that supposedly she likes, but she doesn't like, but she never denies it. I don't know. I think Maggie not being there is also a big factor. I think if Maggie had been there, she wouldn't have gone no matter what. Mm-hmm. And so I think she wants to go ask questions about Maggie. She wants to go find out what's going on with Rosita and maybe they're having some effect on her, but she doesn't seem that impressionable. Um, yeah. It doesn't seem like a group meeting her for the first time would really do that much to her. But Sadiq talking to her and knowing that one of her people is in trouble, I think maybe would maybe push her more over than just, hey, these new people, you know, they've been through similar stuff as me, you know? <laughs> that doesn't seem like her at this point no. in time. Yeah. You know no, I would saying? agree. I do. I think she went purely for information. Yeah. That's all she cares about. Yeah. And how she's a security protocol person, and someone got past her. Yeah, so she just starts slicing and dicing. Yeah, she's she's ready to beat some ass. Like, what the hell, Rosita? Yep. It's a good thing that yep. you're in the hospital right now because I'd kill you if you weren't. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, mean, I do wish there was more to to that whole conversation with Sadiq and Michonne. Because that's that's something that we're all wanting to have more of, and you're just getting little tidbits. Right. You get a little tic tacs of candy, and I want like a whole Twizzler. Right. I agree. So, I yeah. agree. I agree. I agree. But, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was an okay episode. I, I know we kind of gave it, um, kind of gave it low ratings to start with, um, but that's okay. That's no. okay. You know, it, it ended yeah. up being an okay episode and it's over and I'm ready for the mid-season finality for sure. Yes. It, and I think this is where if if you had a if you had a dialogue episode, which we have now, right. And you know that this episode is, is you know one of these is going to have to come and let's say the seven that we've had, 
this is probably the better of the ones that they've had in the past. Mm-hmm. I would rather have this than some of the really crappier ones they've had, where it's just horrible. So I, I get them. I, I, I gotta give them that. They've, they've definitely improved in the past. I would say for this type of episode uh, from season eight and seven, they've, been, they've improved. Absolutely, I agree yep. with that for sure. Definitely agree with that. Okay. Excellent. Did we cover everything? Anything else you want to talk about before we get? Uh, no. The only thing is that the next episode thousand times better. Yeah. Thousand times better. Which is mid-season finale, so it makes sense. Right. It does. It's. I think it's going to be good. I'm excited to see it. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see it for sure. Yep. But anything else you were? No. I mean, I think we hit on everything. I think we touched on everything we wanted to. So. Yeah. Uh, only thing I can think of. Yeah, that's all I can think of. Cool. Nope. Nope. I got nothing else. And that was the other thing too. There wasn't. Too, there was. There was a lot. There's meat that we're wanting to know more about, but there yeah. wasn't too much in this episode that really, that really made it interesting. Yeah, I agree. It's like I care less about that new group. I really yeah. can. I agree. I agree Just strongly. Sad group. Yeah. Them and their musical instruments. <laughs> it's time of war. Wanting to preserve the future. Yeah. You get out of here. <laughs> Use that nick and that shot of various as a knife. Yeah. <laughs> Wooden stake. Yeah, I but. agree. Excellent. Excellent. <sighs> all right. Okay. Well, um, thank y'all. Yeah. Thank you, everybody who uh, tuned in. Thank you for new followers and new chatters. Um, I'm sorry. If you felt ignored, we apologize. We'll do better next time. Um, but thank you all very much for tuning in. Next week, we'll all be back uh, Monday with the mid-season finale review. In the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at RealJDLee. I'm at ScootsMagoots01. And you can follow our show Twitter at FearInthCast. And you can follow our other co-host who's not here uh, at TryHardsJason. So, yep. yeah. And then we'll and be here during the week streaming. Not as much That's this right. week because of holidays, but I think we'll still be here most of the nights, right? I will be here tomorrow, so nice. I'll be doing some Warframe. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. I won't be here on Thursday because no, it's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm going to do You're like, going to have a turkey leg while you're playing some Hearthstone? No, I'm not going to be sharing my uh, dinner with y'all. Sorry. Uh, y'all should be sharing it with your own families. <laughs> not watching me play a uh, card game. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for hanging out. New followers, old followers, we appreciate all that, and we will see you next time. In the meantime, fight the dead. Fear the cast.